Jet Live Jet Live Blur. Head back with another Jet Live Blur Vlog Weekly Wrap Up. As the title of this episode suggests, I'm going to be talking about nothing but TV. I figure it doesn't make sense to me to try to keep, keep up with all the other news that's been dropping during the week. So I figured the one thing I can't talk about is the stuff I've been watching. So that's pretty much what we're going to do tonight. Um, it doesn't have to just be me. You know, you guys can let me know what you're thinking about what, what the things that you've been watching and stuff. We can get this conversation going again. Don't really know how long this episode is going to be, but I figured I'd just sit here and talk about all the stuff I've been watching because some things are starting to wind down and some things are just starting picking up. So we're going to see how this thing goes. Of course, feel free to follow me on all the social media. Everything's in my description box, so you can just follow me there. So all that being said, we're just going to get right into it. So just uh just to catch up on the things i've been checking out this week um it's about a total like about seven shows i've been watching this week so far so i mean there's a fair amount to talk about you know just to give my um quick reviews on just the things i've been watching over the past couple of days or so starting off with superman and lois superman and lois is the series i've been watching the most and of course it's a cw series it's been pretty good this season has been interesting this is his second season, so we find Superman and his family dealing with this character named Allie Alston, who's found a way to merge with her bizarre world self, you know, so that's been an interesting little tidbit. She's essentially become like some kind of superpowered being or like a god of some sort. Her plan was to have everybody from our universe merge with their own bizarre world self, but since a pendant of hers that was used to merge her and her bizarro self together. She has a plan to just merge our world with the bizarro world itself. So that's going to be interesting. We've been introduced to a couple of new characters. The Bizarro Superboy, which in this, in this case is Jonathan Kent. You know, in our world, Jordan Kent is the one that has superpowers. But in the bizarro world, is Jonathan who has superpowers, much like the comic books here. Um, Jonathan Kent is the one that becomes the actual Superboy. Um, the the bizarre world in this in the show is actually interesting. So while everything is still backwards, um, their speech is not. Um, backwards speech only happens when you cross over from one universe to the other. So the bizarre Superman that we were introduced to, to early in the season is exactly that he's a bizarre Superman, but he's a bizarre Superman only because you know his powers have been messed with tampered with so he's kind of like dying in a sense but when he comes to our world he becomes superpowered he dies of course which i thought sucked i don't know why they decided to kill bizarro superman but it is what it is of course so you know the last episode we're dealing with the fact that ali Olsen is trying to is created a bridge of sort of between both earths and she's trying to combine them we're going to see how this Thing. So there's two more episodes left in this season, so it's going to be interesting to see where everything goes. Um, saying that right now, of course, spoilers ahead. If you didn't read the description about the spoilers ahead, um, Superman right now has kind of been drained of all of his super abilities because of Allie Olsen. Because of her newfound power, she was able to absorb the superpowers of others. Now, she did it to Tao Ro of the um, Bizarro World, if I'm not mistaken. And she did it to Superman, but Superman not fully dead, but he's essentially T Power right now. So the next couple episodes are probably going to deal with that and how that's going to turn out. Um, I know a lot of people have their gripes with the series, but I actually enjoy Superman and Lois a great deal. Both me and my wife enjoy Superman and Lois a lot. 
Push come to shove, if things at the CW don't work out for any other DC-related property, I definitely vote for Superman and Lois to go strictly to HBO Max. With David Zeslub in heart, in charge of uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, and basically taking an axe a lot of stuff, um, I don't see the reason why Superman and Lois would not just go straight to HBO Max. I mean, from the first episode of the first season, I said, this looks like it belongs on HBO Max. So, we'll see what happens in the interim of that point after this season is over. So, that's going to be interesting. But I'm and I'm enjoying this season a lot. I'm just very interested to see where the remainder of the season goes. So, those are my thoughts on Superman and Lois. Um, a new series, I mentioned this last show, but a new series has actually caught our attention. It's still holding it for right now, but we'll see how, we, we'll see how it progresses. That's the new Tom Swift series on the CW as well. Um, this is the take on the literary character of Tom Swift, which I know nothing about. I only know Tom Swift in name at this point. I only know Tom Swift in name. So the fact that they're making a TV show out of Tom Swift proved interesting. But the fact that like it's a pretty much all black and brown cast, that's what pretty drew us to watch the season, watch the series at first. It stars Tian Richards. He plays the character of Tom Swift, who is a pretty much a genius billionaire kind of playboy kind of philanthropist he's he's a kind of like a tony stark he's a super smart kid he's essentially a super he's a super genius uh and he comes from a family of super geniuses his father um barton so played by um christopher b duncan who we known as um braxton p hartnerberg from the jamie fox show he plays his dad um the first episode starts with um them hosting an event and then his father essentially taking a swift shot into space to go to Mars, but on his way back, the um, ship explodes. We later find out in the episode that his father is actually still alive, and he left pieces of coded messages for him to find a way to bring him back home. So, practically, the the, the, scene, the season's going to be Tom Swift, his cousin, Zenzi, played by Ashley Marie, and their, I guess their guard, um, um, Isaac, Isaac Vega as their guard who's going to be helping him travel across the world and find these different pieces of tech to try to bring their father back home. Um, the cast is pretty stellar. Um, like I said, I don't know much about the actual character of Tom Swift, and I've kind of been refrained from looking into him since the show has started, but I think now that we're about, about two or three episodes in, I'm going to give the character a look and see what this character is all about. I will get to that little tidbit in a little bit, so you just got to give me a minute. But... Like I said, it's holding our attention for right now. It's holding it, you know. A lot of people might be turned off by the fact that, you know, the character, the, the main character, Tom Swift, he's, he's, a, he's a gay man. He's gay in this series, so he makes no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, I believe the character Isaac is supposed to be a transgender character. Um, and a whole bunch of other things like that. So a lot of people probably, even in 2022, will probably be taken back by the fact that the main character is gay. But at the end of the day, I enjoy the character for what he is, and I enjoy the series for what it is. And I'm very interested to see the remainder of the series, how it goes. Um, of course, this is the pilot series, so, you know, who knows how the ratings are going to do. But, as like I said, it's holding my attention. It's interesting to see, like, so basically, I guess the best way to put this, Tom Swift is like a rich man's MacGyver. If that makes any sense, he's a rich man's MacGyver. You know, MacGyver is used to using, like, everyday things to solve his problems without the use of guns and stuff. That's who Tom Swift is. Tom Swift is a super rich, super genius MacGyver. That's all it is. 
and he's black. So, you know, take with that what you will, but we're going to see how the remainder of the season plays out. It's going to be very interesting to see how some of the twists and turns are turning out. So, we'll see. There's also a character in here, um, I believe, yeah, the, the, his a congressman named Nathan Eskel, who's trying to turn back time and go back to the way things were before technology really took his place. So, there's definitely some... Yeah, those undertones to that. So we'll see how this plays out. But it's very interesting to see. It's going to be very interesting. Not to mention there's another character of um, Claire Cormier, who's like the acting CEO of um, Swift Industries. But she wants to be made the permanent CEO. But, you know, this latest episode revealed that they, the Swifts, have no plans of naming her, because she's of Asian descent, of naming her the permanent CEO of Swift Industries because, for one, it's been promised to Tom. And two, they've made it very clear that they don't plan on giving to anyone who isn't black. So there's that. So definitely a lot of racial, sexual, you know, um, subjects that are covered in this series. But you know, it doesn't take from the fact that, you know, you know, the kid's genius. I just hope it doesn't overshadow it. That's the, that's my main concern that it doesn't overshadow it. But they're going to touch on a lot of social um, stigmas that exist out in the world. So... It's to see what they expected, but I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm very interested to see where the rest of that goes. Next, of course, is The Flash. And I, I don't know how we got here with The Flash. I, I really don't know. I'm at a point right now where I'm ready for it to be over. You know, The Flash is getting one more season, but I hope that's it. I hope after the ninth season, is it's over with. Um, the last episode did get a little bit interesting. Um, it dealt with Flash chasing out another speedster. Um, I forgot the character's name, and I don't remember... <sighs> excuse me. And I don't remember if this character was a character from the comic books, but... You know, the next episode is going to deal with... You know, the Flash coming into contact with Eobard Thawne. The original Eobard Thawne. Not the Harrison Wells earbuds, but the original earbuds on, but he hasn't become the reverse last yet. So, the next East is going to be interesting. And it's funny because this is a complaint I have with a lot of TV shows. It's like the first few episodes of the season are kind of just whatever, kind of just weak. But then it just starts to get really interesting towards the end of the season. Then it's like, what took y'all so long? Like, why, why, why are we all taking this long to get this interesting? You know, you could have did this in mid-season, but, you know, CW is going to be CW. So, I don't know where the rest of the remainder of the season is going to go. I don't even know how many episodes are left. I know there's two more episodes left of um, Superman and Lois. So, I don't know. I don't know. Just just don't know. Um, but, like I said, I'm ready for The Flash to be over. I think it's past its prime now. I think we can let it go. And, you know, just... Be done with it all together. I think we can be done with it all together. Uh, before I continue again, please let me know what your thoughts are on Superman and Lois. What your thoughts are on Tom Swift if you're watching Tom Swift. And what your thoughts are on The Flash. As I said before, I'm enjoying Superman and Lois. I've been enjoying this since the first season. Tom Swift is definitely holding my attention for right now. And I just hope it continues that momentum going forward. The Flash, I am ready to be done with. I am. I think there's not much more they can do with The Flash at this point. You know, so... A lot of the main rogues gallery that he was a part of, they're not there. Captain Cold, Captain Boomerang, you know, they're not there anymore. So he's just been dealing with all these main characters for, this, for the series. And I know that happens from time to time, but what the hell else are we going to do? 
where else is this going to go? So, I don't know. Hopefully, they find a way to bring back Full Circle. And I think, to a degree, Tom, I mean, um, uh, Grant Gustin might he's, he's probably done. I think he's ready to move on at this point. So, you know, that's that. That's that's where that goes. So, in any case, moving on to episode four of um, Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. After after the excitement of episode three with Darth Vader just being full Darth Vader, you know, this again turns into another sort of a rescue mission. I think I can agree with a lot of people where I was like, while this isn't a horrible series, I was expecting a lot more from an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. You know, the, um, considering this is episode four and we literally got two more episodes left in this season, it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of wrap this up. So my guess is this season is really focused more around getting Leia back to, um, Alderaan. You know, this episode kind of ended with a, uh, on, on a good note, um, Reva is still being Reva. I will agree that, you know, this wasn't the best Reva we got this episode. I understood what she was trying to do, but, you know, it, you know, it, it's, it's kind of standard Star Wars fare at this point that there's going to be some good Star Wars and there's going to be some not so good Star Wars. This wasn't, a, this one of his, this wasn't one of his greatest episodes, honestly speaking. It wasn't one of, but, but what can we expect from the Star Wars franchise? You know, but I'm still gonna I'm still gonna ride with it to see how the remainder of the series is gonna go, you know whether he's gonna come into contact with Vader again, you know we still have yet to really see any interaction between Obi Wan and young Luke that hasn't happened yet, you know I understand why this whole Leia storyline is established because they have to establish a relationship between Obi Wan and Leia because it does exist in the actual movies, so we'll see how the remainder of it goes, you know. Ewan McGregor, I think he's doing a great job. I mentioned before, but I feel like this episode, the series is about everybody else except for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Much like um the book of Boba Fett, I kind of get the same vibes from that, but I do feel like this is a better produced show than the book of Boba Fett. But we got two more episodes left, so we'll see how the remainder of the season goes, guys. There's still a lot of that can, there's a little, still a lot of ground they can cover within the last next two episodes. Um, whether it's been greenlit for a season two, I'm not really quite sure of. I know that's been going around for the past week or so that there's a season two that's already been greenlit for Obi-Wan Kenobi. But we'll see how it goes. I mean, they could do one, you know, because they got to cover the time frame between the end of The Revenge of the Sith up until A New Hope. I mean, you got to figure, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi takes place ten years after... Excuse me. This takes place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. So, there's still another, like, couple of years that they got to cover from when we are introduced to Luke Skywalker in A New Hope. So, we'll see what happens. We'll see how the remainder of the series goes. But I'm still going to hang in there. I'm still going to hang in there. We'll see what the remainder of the series happens. Um, Daryl, as you mentioned, the season finale of Young Justice um, Phantoms dropped this past Thursday. It was a pretty action-packed um, season finale. You know, it was going to dealt with, you know, Superman and Superboy taking down the, um, taking on the Zods. Um, I believe, actually, if I remember correctly, all the Zods were in prison. Were, no, the Zods and his army were in prison back in the Phantom Zone. Um, Ursa was able to escape um, because she has a new power set. Ironically, which I thought was really bold, um, I believe Lorzod 
spoilers if you haven't seen that, Lorzok got straight up killed. Um, he was able to get back to the point where Superboy seemingly died, but then he just got wiped. And that was essentially the work of Metron, who was like, I'm gonna have my revenge one way or another, which I thought was interesting. I thought they were gonna keep um, Lorzon for a while since he escaped, but it was interesting. Um, Rocket was able to survive thanks to Metron. She was able to come back. The heroes were able to do their job, save the day, and we ended off the season with the actual winning of Superboy and Ms. Martian, which I thought was really cute. So everything kind of just got tied up um, in a nice little ball. A lot of things got resolved. It felt like the season's been on, been on forever because of the amount of breaks that they've had, but again, I'm still a Young Justice fan. I still love the series. You know, to me, these last two series don't, you know, compare to like the first two seasons of Young Justice. The first two seasons of Young Justice were phenomenal. It was great stuff. Um, but we'll see what happens. I'm pretty sure we're going to get another season. Considering how this season ended, especially with their post credit scene, the fact that um, Vandal Savage as well as um, Darkseid are in possession of the um, Phantom Zone entities. And we get introduced to the new Furies from Brandy Goodness. We got introduced to um, Black Mary, who, as we saw a few episodes ago, tapped back into the um, powers of Shazam. So she's she's gone bad. And we got introduced to, I forgot there was one other, but Supergirl made her introduction into this. Now, that was a bold move to introduce Supergirl as one of the Furies. So next season's going to be very interesting now. It's going to be very interesting. And I can't wait to see what happens with the rest of it. But I enjoyed I enjoyed this season of um, Young Justice Phantom. I enjoyed it a great deal. Um, some things were a little bit of a slow burn, especially in the beginning. But I think they wrapped it up pretty nicely. It kind of feels like they wrapped it up a little too well. But we'll have to see how you know, the next season goes, especially now with the introduction of the new Furies and a whole bunch of other heroes and stuff. So it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting. Uh, you guys let me know what your thoughts are on um, the season finale of Young Justice Phantoms, whether you like it or not. What are you excited for the most in the next season? And hopefully it doesn't take forever for the next season to drop. So <laughs> we'll have to wait and see how that goes. We'll have to wait and see. Um, next up, we have episode four of The Boys, which is still my number one favorite show this season. Um, this time, Homelander is really, really taking matters into his own hands. This episode was interesting because we have Stan Edgar being ousted by his pseudo-daughter, um, um, Veronica Newman. Um, Homelander discovering that she's a, that she's a meta, that she has, that she's a soup. Um, the, uh, the boys discover that, um, Butcher has been taking, has superpowers thanks, has superpowers thanks to the temporary V. We found that Huey actually took some of it as well, and he gained the superpower being able to, like, teleport, and he has super strength also. Much to the disapproval of every member of the boys, this episode sees them traveling to Russia to find a weapon that can kill Homelander. Meanwhile, back in the States... Um, Starlight is still trying to mount a coup against Homelander. Uh, she had Supersonic on her side. Supersonic tried to get the, um, the um, A-Train on their side also. But he went total bitch mode and sold them out. Well, he's, yeah, he definitely sold them out. Um, we had a little bit of a deep beef between the Deep and A-Train, who are both 
bitch made at this point. They're both bitch made. So, spoilers again. Super um, Homelander kills Supersonic brutally, brutally kills Supersonic. So now Starlight is still really at the mercy of Homelander. She even went to Queen Maeve at some point, who has begun practicing training, you know, so she can at least stand some sort of a chance against Homelander. As you remember, previous episode, she pointed Huey, and she appointed um, Butcher in the direction of where they can find a weapon that can kill Homelander. So, that's that. We get a scene where Homelander, I mean, where Butcher instructs um, Kimiko to infiltrate a Russian higher up, and she ends up beating everybody up with, um, Sexual objects. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Just, I'm just gonna leave it at that. With sexual sexual paraphernalia, as they say. Sexual paraphernalia. So it's very interesting that with that and you know, it was kind of foreshadowing because towards the end of the episode they discovered that the weapon is actually Soldier Boy. They released Soldier Boy from his capital. He had been there for decades, held by the Russians. And my guess is that they were doing experiments on him, much like the Winter Soldier. So, they never really established what kind of power set he had um, in the show, but he did ha seem to have a new ability of releasing energy from his core. And, you know, Kimiko took the brunt of it because Frenchie was getting ready to be hit. But now, we're dealing with a situation where Kimiko is not healing anymore. You know, she was injured, she had gotten stabbed, but they realized that she wasn't healing, so now they're trying to keep her alive. So, a lot of things going on, aside from Victoria, I mean, Veronica knew selling out Stan Edgar, who was like her father. Uh, Homelander actually gives her information on the, on her, pretty much her upbringing. I don't know if she was brainwashed at some point while being in Stan Edgar's care, but, you know, he gives her, you know, the information about herself. Um, for some reason, I guess she had asked, um, Homelander to give her some compound V, which she injects to her daughter. Um, I believe her daughter's name is Ruthie, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But he injects, she injects her with compound V, I guess to keep her safe if Homelander should go even crazier because Homelander is definitely on the hinges, but he's at the same time very much in control of what's going on here. So... The remainder of the season is going to become very, very interesting and going to become very, very dicey. So, I mean, we left off with Soldier Boy essentially leaving where they had found him. So, we don't know where he's at right now. And we don't know what's going to happen. So, this season of The Boys is a very, very good one. I am enjoying it a great deal. So, yeah. Very much, yeah. This season of The Boys is great. I love it a lot. You know, the, see, the, the boys isn't disappointed anyway. He's never disappointed me, so I can't really be upset about anything. So, just real quick, going to the conversation. Daryl, you say you think the villains in the Black Adam movie will be inter-gang, so it looks like Black Adam will be fighting both the JSA and the other gang. I mean, I don't really know. The trailers didn't really give too, too much away, so, and I'm not going to speculate on that. I'll just wait to hear more about it when more trailer comes out. I know it's supposed to be coming out this year, so we'll see how this story actually unfolds with Black Adam. But it does look interesting. I will say that it does look cool. And then um, the last show I'll be talking about today is, of course, um, the preview of Ms. Marvel on Disney+. Plus. Um, Ms. Marvel premiered this past Wednesday on Disney+. Plus. Um, and so far, I like it. 
I, I like it a great deal, actually. It stars um, Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, who is a super Marvel fangirl, more so for Captain Marvel, which is interesting. Um, she, majority of the first episode is spent, is spent about her and her best friend, um, Bruno, trying to attend um, AvengerCon, which I thought was pretty cute. It's pretty interesting. Um, she's just trying to, she's trying to find her own way. You know, she comes from a very, um, religious family. They're devout Muslims. You know, she's a Pakistani girl living in Jersey City, which is cool. So, you know, a lot of locations, they, they filmed a lot of this in Atlanta, New Jersey, and Thailand. So, it's really interesting. And I honestly gotta tell you, like, I enjoy her personality. I enjoy her personality more than I enjoy America Chavez's personality. And granted, America Chavez was fighting for her life. <laughs> she was essentially running from... Wanda, who was trying to kill her or trying to take her power, so I get that. But I, I, I kind of feel, and and, the, and just the whole setup of this series is actually pretty cool. I actually like it, you know, especially with the, what they did with the, you know, like when they're texting with each other, the effects they use, or like different, you know, lights and the mirrors and the windows and stuff. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, the emergence of her powers is actually pretty good. Um, she puts on a magical bangle that was, you know, brought to the house by her mother from her aunt. So that's how he gave her. And what they did with her, how they, the effects of her powers in the series is actually really good. You know, in any iteration, she was able to stretch her limbs and just step on, you know, platforms and stuff to reach heights. But this one is actually very well done. It's a very well done, um, effect. I believe this is a limited series, which kind of sucks but i get it i understand um but no i i really enjoyed um ms marvel I'm, I'm gonna be tuning in i'm definitely gonna be tuning in i think this is a pretty good it's supposed to be a mini series but it's, it's, it's really good i think i enjoy it so i mean who knows what this could be getting into you know i know a lot of people feel like the mcu right now is kind of all over the place there's no clear direction to where things are going but i think the direction's been pretty much been made clear, if not by WandaVision, but by, definitely by Loki. You know, the introduction of He Who Remains and Kane the Conqueror has definitely put us on a clear path to where we're going. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home kind of did that too. Um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, even though I didn't feel like there was a lot of multiverse in Multiverse of Madness, it definitely sets up where we're supposed to go. Now that Doctor Strange is essentially in the Dark Dimension, um... I can't believe I'm forgetting that character's name. I can't believe I forgot. But now that he's essentially in the dark dimension trying to fix a few things, he'll probably be out of the picture for a minute. So that means we gotta start setting up... I believe we're setting up the Young Avengers. You know, we have Ms. Marvel. We have America Chavez. Um, Spider-Man is still kicking around. Um, who knows what other characters are gonna be um, introduced because we still got a couple more um, Disney Plus series to be set up and started. So... We're going to see what happens. We'll see how things go. Not to mention the fact that we still have Thor Love and Thunder to look forward to. And I thought I was really looking forward to um, Multiverse of Madness. But now I'm really looking forward to um, Love and Thunder. I can't wait to see what happens in that series. Or excuse me, in that movie. So I would definitely suggest, definitely go check out Ms. Marvel. I think a lot of you guys will enjoy it. It's at least, at least has a clear cut path of where it's supposed to go. So I'm going to be very much tuning into this series. But aside from that, guys, that's pretty much all I've been watching this week. So 
And that's pretty much my thoughts on everything from Superman and Lois to Tom Swift to The Flash, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the season finale of New Justice Phantoms, The Boys, as well as Ms. Marvel. Other than that, there's really not much else I'm watching on TV. So you guys are free to share your thoughts on the things you've been watching. And, you know, we can get that discussion going while I'm here for the time being. And I can close this out. I mean, if there's not much else to add on to this, guys, I'm just going to close this show out. And those are my thoughts on just the things that I've been um, watching this week. Um, the next... Actually, there probably won't be a show next week. Next weekend is Father's Day, so I probably won't be doing a show then. And um, I'll probably do it the following week, maybe. I'm not sure yet. Um, let me know. Let me know what you guys think. Um, actually, I may be trying to work on getting another guest on the show or collabing with somebody else for a joint show or something like that. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. I mean, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook and all this stuff so you can stay abreast of what I'm going to be doing. But um, other than that, that's going to be that's going to do it for me, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed your weekend, and I will catch you guys on the next show. I'm out. Peace.